Good morning, it is the 22nd of December 2020 and I thought I would do one final podcast for the year. Um, I know I haven't done that many podcasts this year so um, sorry about that. Hopefully I can do more next year, let me know if you have any ideas. Um, But I thought this would be a good time while it's not quite the end of the year yet we're getting there aren't we and as I'm having some time off over Christmas I thought I would do my final podcast now and I won't lie to you I'm a bit nervous about this uh this is something that I wasn't sure whether to do or not up until this morning um it's been playing on my mind for a while whether I was going to do it or not and I spoke to my husband this morning who is very wise and always tells me when he doesn't think I should do something and he's always spot on and he said he thinks it would be good so I'm gonna do it. So it's no exaggeration to say that 2020 has been the worst year of my life and I'm aware that this has been a terrible year for many people and I I want to end this podcast on a high note because I think there is a lot to be grateful for there's a lot to look forward to but I feel if I don't speak about this before the end of the year I am going to take it into next year and I don't really want to do that so um, listen with kindness please and I hope it helps people on some level. So there are events that happen this year that I I haven't spoken about um, partly for legal reasons, as well as professional reasons that I try to um, keep everything about styling and fun and I don't get down in the gutter about things. Um, However, I sometimes feel that not talking about them when they are very important matters and staying silent and just carrying on can and actually does affect my mental health. So without going into too much detail, I do want to talk about 2020 and where I feel I am now compared to a year ago. So let's go back to a year ago. I was about to go on holiday. My God, it seems like an, it just seems like a different, it just doesn't feel like a part of me anymore. It's weird. I mean, a year ago, none of us, I think, had even heard of coronavirus and Style by Susie business was booming. Um... I'd grown the business quite rapidly from it just being me, Sarah, then Kim, then Karina, to taking on stylists in the Midlands and um, Glasgow. So the demand for personal shops was what led me to expand the business quite rapidly. And every time a new stylist was announced, we had so many bookings for shops with our team all around the country. And at one point, I could visualise myself having stylists all over the world. It was all about world domination you know I could see a style by Susie stylist in New York and Brisbane Sydney (laughs) wherever um and when coronavirus hit I don't think any of us anticipated the way this year would go and how we would all feel and what would happen um and in March when we sort of went into that first major lockdown we suddenly had a month's worth of cancelled personal shops which turned into 10 months of cancelled personal shops because obviously it's just gone on and on. We were so lucky having 
such lovely weather during that first lockdown and going for walks was made so much easier in the sunshine and having picnics and it does feel harder this time. Now we're in December and it's colder, it's wet, but we are still getting through it. We are still navigating our way through it. And for that, we should all, and you should all feel so proud. It's not easy. You may not realise it, but to make it through this year shows true resilience. We've had so many of our basic human needs taken away time and time again. And even though we suffer, we still keep going. And that is a huge achievement. So when you feel like you're having a bad day and you're not coping, you are. You really, really are. So your home, that's to keep children entertained, balance childcare with work. And all of us in the world have suffered from a drop in income. So many people have experienced redundancies and the impact of this year has just been devastating on so many people. So I'm not quite sure where to start with what happened to me from August 2020. And I'll admit it's hard for me to even look back on the person I was before August. When I look at photos of myself before August, I can't bear knowing what was coming that I had no idea about. So when you think of trolling and online harassment, you may have an image of a person that comes to mind. You know, you sort of think of that weirdo down the road with no friends sitting in his, sitting in his, you know, behind his computer trolling people. But what I've realised this year, it's, it's your everyday normal person. The mum at the school gates, the group of women sat in a coffee shop. What I've experienced this year has taken away so much of my confidence and I feel very paranoid in certain situations. I feel paranoid if I walk into a coffee shop, if I see a group of women look over, I automatically think they are people, that they're trolls. Very unlikely, but when you've experienced what I've experienced, it affects you everywhere you go. Even though I know exactly who the group of people are, it still makes you wary of everyone. And I just, it makes you not trust people as easily anymore. I think I've always been somebody who has been wide open with my feelings, wide open with my trust. And I think it's sad because I think that's changed this year. And I I am now very wary about who I talk to and what I say and I'm much more guarded and maybe that had to happen. I am ever the optimist and maybe that had to happen. Maybe it had to, I had to have some form of barrier where I couldn't get to hurt easily. So, you know, a lot of it has been a real learning curve for me. So people used to ask me, I remember being at a barbecue once with my husband's mates and they were like, why don't you take anyone on when I was really busy? Why don't you take anyone on with your business and employ other people? And it was just always my fear that eight years of hard work could be taken away by someone who may have an agenda. And I've, I've put blood, sweat and tears into Style by Susie. I used to sit at school fates in the rain <laughs> just to try and hand out flyers. No one would come to my table. I would work at clients' houses, doing group style parties till 1am, then drive home, then be up in the night with my 18-month-old at the time, who is now eight years old, eight and a half. Um, 
Star by Susie is my baby. Anyone that knows me knows that she is my baby. So taking on any stylist is a huge leap for me. And I really, really feel like we have such an amazing team. And I've always said to the girls, like, I don't expect you to be with me forever. Um, you know, it's not a binding thing that you're with me forever. But, you know, it's just, it's that mutual trust, I suppose. So it's a big thing taking people on. And opening, opening up my business so much and expanding so much, I felt unstoppable this time last year. I felt like, you know, I, I, I was back from New York Fashion Week. I felt like I could spread it worldwide, bring people in, train them up, spread this positivity, spread it worldwide. I felt like anybody watching my stories was just somebody who really liked what I was doing, wanted me to succeed, wanted to be a part of what we were doing. And that was naive. And I'm fully aware that even now my Instagram stories are watched by people who don't like me. Even though they are in a minority, it's always in the back of your mind. And because they are a minority and because Style by Susie is my baby and I, I want to carry on forever, that's why I carry on. That's why I say that doing stories is sometimes hard because you do feel vulnerable. But I'm also very aware that you shouldn't be silenced by anybody when your message is so strong. I used to want to be a household name. I wanted to be a TV stylist. Anytime there was any of those makeover shows, I think, oh, I really want to do that. You know, how can I, how can I get on there? I wanted a huge Instagram following. I wanted to be in articles in the newspapers so that new clients could find our work and I could spread it everywhere. Just that was all I wanted. And almost overnight, I didn't want any of that after what happened. I don't want to be on TV. I don't really care about increasing followers. I want to put content out there that the right people enjoy, that helps people, that encourages clients to work with us. You know, that that is all I care about. And the only articles I write are for magazines that are for specific topics of my choosing and I'm very, very selective about what I do. So going a little bit darker, I had a day in September when the harassment online had got so bad and this one moment I was on my own, I was about to get in my car, it was an evening and I'd been for a walk quite locally and as I was walking to my car, my phone beeped and it was a screenshot that somebody had sent me. I don't, I won't go into details as to what it was. But at that moment, it felt like they'd won. Like that final hand of poker where you realise, that's it, you have to fold. That was how I felt. That's it, it's over. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. You've won. Congratulations. I won't go into details about what happened next, but, and this is a very hard thing to actually say out loud and close family and close friends know that this happened. But I decided that not being here anymore was the only solution. It would take the stress away from my family who were beaten down by it. I knew that it was having an awful effect on them. They were just having sleepless nights about it, feeling helpless. It would 
make it better for everyone, including me. It was just, it, it wasn't even an emotional decision. It, it felt pragmatic, logical. Of course, it wasn't logical. And my doctor said to me, it wasn't logical. It was a final extreme moment of fight or flight. I'm really fortunate that I've received some amazing help and support from doctors, therapists, family and friends. And I've I've always been on medication, as I've told you, but I'm now on a very high dose since that day. And I can honestly say it has helped me enormously. And I cannot praise our NHS enough. They get such a bad rap at times, but my God, they came through. And... It's one thing for people to be with you during the good times, during the shiny times, the glossy, fun times when it's all going great. But the people who see you in the dark days, the messy days, the ones that really stick around when it can be quite ugly, they are the ones that matter. And I'm so unbelievably grateful to the people who follow me who would message just to see how I was. People on Instagram, you know who you are, who have never met me who checked in with me. Even though I hadn't told anyone what was going on, they just knew, they sensed it. I was off social media for a while, which is obviously unlike me, because I'm on there all the time. (laughs) And they knew. And there's a lovely person who I speak to on Instagram, who I'm going to give her a shout out. The Frugal Fords is her Insta handle. And she's never met me, but she would send me funny memes every day just to make me smile. Um, I'd love to say that I'm healed. I'd love to say that I am back to who I was, but I don't think I will ever be the same person. But I actually feel I've come out the other side, a changed, better, wiser person. And I truly believe that. Anybody that says to me recently, you seem so good, you seem so much like your old self, you seem so confident. So I think it is growth. It's the only thing that has changed. It's it's growth. Painful growth, yes. But, you know, who said that growth or change was ever going to be comfortable? I've hit rock bottom and I survived. I'm so grateful to the team that stood by me during those hard times. I'm grateful to our clients. I'm so appreciative of every order we receive. Every order that comes in, I look at, I look at the name who ordered it, what they ordered, and I thank them under my breath. Every single order. And Sell by Susie, it's not about world domination, you know? It's not about numbers. It's not about big Facebook groups. It's not about likes. It's not about... It's about spreading joy. And I want to help as many people, as many women as I possibly can, so that the next generation will feel the benefit. And I know that every single person on my team is in this for the right reasons. And we have such a strong unit, even though we all live miles away from each other, we've got through 2020 and we can get through anything now. So I'm really sorry that this podcast isn't my usual cheerful way, but not talking about this has affected me and this is a little form of therapy, um, which I feel comes across better in a podcast than it would in a written blog. Um, If you are, and I hope you're not, if you are ever harassed online, 
I advise you never to look at comments, never to look at forums and to ask just a few very trusted people to look on your behalf and to tell you only the things that you absolutely need to know. I've never gone on forums myself because I know it would send me to a bad place, which shows by what that screenshot did to me. And my family and friends now know that after that night in September to never send me screenshots of anything. And everything after that night went via my sister, parents and husband so they could filter out what was a legal matter and what was just empty noise. I've learned that not everyone will like you. Not everyone will agree with you. Not everyone will stick with you. And that is okay. The right people do. The right people stick. And they are the ones that matter. The ones that watch from the sidelines don't matter. They don't count. And if everybody liked us, we'd be pretty boring. If anyone does ever experience a similar case to what I have, I'm always here for you, even if I've never met you. I'm going into a school next year to talk to a year six about it. And I would like to do more. I I said throughout this experience that I, I felt there was such a lack of support out there for people. And you know, there's a, there's a self-help book out there for everything, but there's no self-help book out there for this. You just have to muddle on through and the people around you don't know how to deal with it. So if I can help anybody, I, I am here. And I would like to thank every person who supports Style by Susie, supports me, my team as individuals, the ones who engage positively with us, personally with us, the ones who share our posts, the ones who send us kind messages, and lastly, I urge you to look back on 2020 and see how you have come through some tough times. The fact you're here listening to this podcast shows how resilient you are. It's going to be a tough Christmas and it's not what we're used to. And it may carry on for another few months. Who knows? But one thing I've learned this year is that nothing lasts forever. More importantly, no feeling lasts forever. One day the sun rises, the clouds part, and you will be glad that you hung on. The most important thing is to keep talking, keep looking after yourself, and know that growth is never going to be comfortable. I wish you a truly fantastic Christmas and a very happy new year, and I'll see you in 2021.